0: Welcome to another installment of Fighting for the Faith. My name is Chris Roseboro. I am your servant in Jesus Christ. This is the channel that compares what people are saying in the name of God to the word of God. So we're going to talk again about this false doctrine of so-called Christian time travel. Uh, the the person out there who is a, is purveying in this false doctrine is Katie Sousa, and Katie Sousa is a dangerous, and I mean dangerous, false teacher. If you've ever heard her testimony. She talks about what a changed woman she is. She used to be somebody who was an outlaw. She was uh, somebody who cooked crystal meth. In fact, her story sounds like she was probably one of the uh, the lesser characters on Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Uh, the reason I say lesser characters is because uh, she she doesn't even remotely come close to Heisenberg. No, no, no. She's, she's a lesser character. She can't cook with beans and she had problems problems uh, with the police and all that kind of stuff. But here's the thing, she is still somebody who is cooking bad crystal meth, I mean like the worst cook recipe ever. And how do I know? Because she's now cooking spiritual crystal meth. And she's taking advantage of people and she's a flat out liar. She is not a skilled biblical exegete. She is not properly trained to be doing any kind of ministry. And instead, she is out there flying by the seat of her pants, making stuff up, and uh and as a result of it, making promises for God that God hasn't met and meant you know that he's gonna that he's going to get, that he, God didn't actually give those promises. That's what I meant to say. Therefore, he's not going to, he's not going to make them happen. And as a result of it, this is a dangerous I mean dangerous woman if you know anybody who is under her sway then you need to send them this video because they need to be have their eyes open and see this woman for the liar that she is so that being the case yeah I just didn't uh, pull any punches there did I Nope, not a bit Uh, we're gonna whirl up the desktop and a little bit of a note here I have sped up the video I did this not to make her sound like a duck, I did this to make it so that we can get through a large portion of this teaching on Robert Hodgkin's uh, YouTube channel television show, uh, and uh, and so that we can cover this and debunk this, and basically this is a, a biblical takedown of false doctrine. And Robert Hotchkin here is a complete accomplice in the cooking of this bad batch of heretical crystal meth, and uh, and distributing to people and making promises for God that He has never made. And this is a practice that nowhere appears in Scripture. And we're gonna show you why this is wrong. Do I sound like I'm a little bit annoyed by her? I am. This is, the scripture says to abhor evil, and this woman is evil. There is no redeeming, redeeming qualities in her at all. She is a false teacher. She is exploiting people and she is hurting the the name of Christ and uh, and hurting and, and basically taking advantage of people and taking their money all in the name of these false doctrines that she's invented. So we have sped up the video. I put the closed captioning on in order to make it a little easier to track what's going on. And in this first part, uh, Robert Hodgkins is going to set the ground for the topic and why he thinks this is such an important topic for them to be covering. Here we go. It is. And, and as you know, what
1: we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk this topic about time travel, Christian yeah. time travel. Yeah. For me, this really all started, because we've talked about this topic off and on for yeah. years now between the two of us. Yeah. This started for me actually probably about a decade ago in a hotel room in Singapore where well, I was ministering and I had actually just come out of the shower and was in, in the, the main room and the Lord, he manifested his presence yeah. and he invited me to sit down. When I did, he spoke to me and he said, I want you to remind my church I'm the Alpha and the Omega. And come on. my response to him was, well, Lord, I think we know that. Right? And he said, no, most of my church thinks of me as the the Alpha, then the Omega, not ah, the Alpha and the Omega. So they know I was at the beginning and they know I'll be at the end, but they don't understand that he went like this, I am the beginning and the end <laughs> all at once. Wow. And when he clapped his hands together oh. in the spirit, something went into me that for over a decade, Whoa. he's continuing to unpack about how we can access the eternal realm from
0: here in the temporal yeah, realm. Yeah, we can. <sighs> okay. I let him go on a little bit there. Let's talk about what's wrong with this. Okay. And that is, is that if biblical Christianity taught that we can engage in Christian time travel, then I would be able to open up my Bible and go to the passage or passages that explain the doctrine and explain how we would access it and how we would apply it and use it. Uh, Where did Peter talk about Christian time travel? How about the apostle Paul? How about John or James, Jude? you kind of catching my drift. How about one of the Old Testament prophets? So you're going to note, Robert Hodgkins realized that this is really important because he was in a hotel room in Singapore, had just taken a shower. Hopefully he's got his clothes on. And Jesus manifests in, you know, and has him sit down and explains to him, listen, uh, Robert, I need you to remind people that I'm both the Alpha and the Omega. And um, my immediate question is, Why would Jesus need to do that? Because it's so clearly stated in several passages of scripture, most notably in the book of Revelation. If a pastor is doing his job, then his congregants are going to hear about Jesus being the Alpha and the Omega quite frequently hmm. And on top of it, uh, you- you'll note that if people are reading their Bibles as they should be as Christians, they would run into this concept as well. They would not need to be reminded. But note the extra emphasis, though. Oh, uh, people think I'm the Alpha, then I'm the Omega, but I'm the Alpha and Omega pfft, squished together. Uh huh. Again, if this were a biblical Christian practice, we'd be able to go to the biblical texts that teach us about Christian time travel. And here's where a couple of passages of scripture are going to—I th- think—are going to be helpful in warning us, warning us off from these uh, from these false doctrines. So l- let me explain here. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, there's a little aside that the Apostle Paul makes. Apostle Paul, this is the aside that he makes. It's in verse 6. And listen to what he says. I've highlighted the words. I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, so that you may learn by us not to go beyond what is written, so that none of you may be puffed up in favor one against another. Not... To go beyond what is written, at this point we can legitimately say Robert Hotchkin and Katie Sousa—they've gone way beyond what is what is written. In fact, uh, there's another text here. Second John even states this clearer. Uh, and uh, here's what it says in Second John. This is an epistle written by the Apostle John to the elect lady. This is a woman who had a congregation meeting in her home uh, in the first century of Christianity. There weren't Church buildings, people met in homes, and so they needed benefactors and people like this to make it make that possible. So here's what it says: I rejoice greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as you as as we were commanded by the Father. And now I ask, oh boy, that you just don't let that one go by too quick. Here, <laughs> glad greatly to find some of your children walking in the truth, just as we were commanded by the Father. God wants Christians to walk in the truth not in lies, right? And now I ask you, dear lady, not as though I were writing you a new commandment, but the one we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. And this is love, that we walk according to God's commandments. And this is the commandment, just as you have heard from the beginning, so that you should walk in it. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not confess the coming of Jesus Christ in the flesh. Such a one is the deceiver and is the antichrist watch yourselves so that you may not lose what we have worked for, but may win a full reward. Everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. Whoever abides in the teaching has both the father and the son. How is one to abide in the teaching? By not going beyond what is written, staying within the biblical parameters, rightly exegeting biblical texts. And Katie Sousa is not capable of doing it, nor is she interested in doing that either. So you got to note, we're not to go beyond what is written and everyone who goes on ahead and does not abide in the teaching of Christ doesn't even have God. This is why I'm absolutely convinced that Katie Sousa, Robert Hoskins, they're not Christians. By this definition, by this standard, they're way outside of the lines. They're so far beyond the written text here, it's not even funny. I mean, the only thing I can consider them to be are l- rank, dangerous heretics, wolves in sheep's clothing, and that's what they are. And there's Texas, so yeah. many facets to that that oh, we, could, we could do a three-day conference on oh, that yeah, between the two of us. for sure. But today, the reason I wanted to have you on is... Be- Did you notice that Katie Sue's body language just... Looked like she was going through the motions, you know? Oh yeah. yeah for sure. Uh-huh. She didn't, that's not, like she, I don't even think she believes what she's says. Cause
1: God continues to highlight to me the importance of understanding that while we're in the world, we're not of the world. And part yeah. of that includes while we're in time and space, we're not of time and space. We're of the eternal realm. Yeah. We're of the, the realm of the great I am because
0: uh, although we are of time and space, we are not uh, We're in time and space. We're not of time and space. Where in the scripture does it teach me how to, although bound by time and space to not be of time and space. Jesus says, do not be of the world or friends with the world. That's a different concept altogether. You're you're basically saying, you know, we're bound by time and space, but we need to live like we're not bound by time and space. What are you even talking about? Which biblical text says this? God is
1: the I AM which means he's always present tense. Right. He's always present, he's always present tense. And that means everything of God in its fullness is ours in him and can be
0: accessed. And everything in- Wait, just because God is the I AM does not mean that you know everything that is the fullness of his is now ours and that and that can somehow be accessed in every uh, that, 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 that this is a completely nonsensical statement. Just because God is the I am and that is present tense doesn't mean that that means that everything that is the fullness of his is now mine in the present tense here and now in time and space. That's absurd. How how did you come up with that conclusion, sir? Includes
2: being able to uh, go back in time to solve
0: issues. Yep. Okay, now I'm gonna back this up a little bit so you can hear it in context. Damn, which means he's always present tense. Right. He's always present he's always present tense.
1: And that means everything of God in its fullness is ours in him and can be accessed.
2: And everything includes being able to uh, go back in time That's to it. solve issues.
1: Yep.
0: So everything that is the fullness of God is ours now. And that means being able to go back in time to solve issues.
2: It's a time machine, Napoleon. We bought it online.
0: Where in the Bible does it teach that we are to go back in time in order to solve issues. Answer nowhere. Now they're, they're gonna make an effort here. And I mean, they're going to, they're gonna do everything they can to make this appear like this is a biblical text and that Jesus modeled this for us. But all they're gonna show is that they're liars and that they don't know the Bible and they don't know Greek. continue
2: and to go forward in time and to pull in promises that weren't scheduled to happen for years even decades right into our now
0: oh i had a blessing coming in the year uh, 2028 and guess what i went forward in time and was able to bring it into 2023 i forgot to put in the crystals baloney this is absolute poppycock.
2: The more you walk through this revelation, yeah. you know, for me, going back happened all the time. Right. I, I got it to where, you know, that was a regular visitation. This for me. was one of your
0: teachings that I loved yeah, in the mix where right. you started teaching about. So she's tra- time traveled all the time, probably as often as, as uh, Kat Kerr has traveled up to heaven.
2: It's a piece of crap. It doesn't work. Well, I could have told you that
1: uh-huh moving through time to see issues resolved oh
2: yeah and it was so it was such I, I locked myself in my bedroom for three months straight and got the revelation on what is that how do you do it how does it work
0: you didn't lock yourself in your bedroom for three months straight what, what propels you into that activation you know and, and god showed me through propels you into that activation what are you even talking about? This is nowhere found in the Bible. Relation, how to do it. And I was always, you know, going back to,
2: you know, places in my past and times in my past where things came up on my bloodline, even thousands of years back. And, and then when I would come back, I would know I would go because I would come back and I would be healed of a disease.
0: Oh. or you know, Oh, so he's traveled back in time. Thousands of years and cleared bloodline curses and diseases and stuff. Uh-huh. Proof, please. I'd like to see the evidence.
2: Something would manifest big, not just like, oh, that was a fun dream. It wasn't even, like, many times I actually went...
0: Sounds to me like she was having a bad after-trip from her crystal meth days.
2: Body, soul, spirit, and everything back, and I would know I was doing that because I would be, you know, thinking I was having a dream, but in that dream I was feeling things, like I was touching. I could feel wind, I could feel movement, I could touch things. I thought, wow, you know, I'm really here. And then I would open my eyes. I'd say, if I open my eyes, I'll know if I'm in my bed or not. And then I'd open my eyes and I would not be in my bed. I would be in that place I was seeing. So I knew, and the body, you know...
0: Teller of tall tales. The the Bible talks about
2: us going everything, not just in the spirit, but body, soul, spirit, the whole package going. I mean,
0: okay, watch the words. I'm going to back this up. She says the Bible talks about us going everything, body, soul, and spirit. No, it does not. Where in the Bible does it teach that you and I are to be able to travel forward in time, backward in times, body, soul, and spirit? Where does it say that? There is no biblical text at all.
2: If I open my eyes, I'll know if I'm in my bed or not. Yeah. And then I'd open my eyes and I would not be in my bed. I would be in that place wow. I was seeing. So I knew. And the, you know, the, the Bible talks about us going everything, not just right. in the spirit, but right. body, soul, spirit, the whole package going. Right. I mean, Paul said in the I went, he went into the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body. I do not know. He said it twice.
0: Um, Paul wasn't talking about time traveling. And not only that. He wasn't describing a normative experience that all Christians are supposed to have or those who've had the proper time traveling activation are then supposed to have. Uh, let me let me explain. Uh, the text in question is found in Second Corinthians. This is Paul writing against the so-called super apostles, who claimed that they were they had a they they were greater apostles than the apostle Paul, and they ch- always made sure wherever they traveled that they were going to charge money, and they legitimately slandered the apostle Paul. Why? They claimed that the apostle Paul had somehow done something evil by virtue of the fact that he didn't charge of money when he came and preached at the church in Corinth. Yeah, the super apostles always made sure to charge the highest dollar. And it's this is their context for this by the way. What Paul is trying to do is to get these people in the church at Corinth to open up their eyes that they're being deceived. These so-called super apostles are instead false apostles, deceitful workmen who are hell bound and are deceiving them. So Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11, and yes, this is the context. I wish you would bear with me a little foolishness. Do bear with me for I feel a divine jealousy for you since I betrothed you to one husband to present you as a pure virgin to Christ. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceives, Eve, by his cunning, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere, pure devotion to Christ. For if someone comes and proclaims another Jesus than the one we proclaimed, or if you received a different spirit from the one you received, or if you accept a different gospel from one you accepted, you put up with it readily enough. Indeed, I consider that I am not the least inferior to these super apostles. You have to put that in quotes. Even if I am unskilled in speaking, I am not so in knowledge. Indeed, in every way we have made this plain to you in all things. Or did I commit a sin in humbling myself so that you might be exalted because I preach God's gospel to you free of charge? I robbed other churches by accepting support from them in order to serve you. And when I was with you and was in need, I did not burden anyone for the brothers who came from Macedonia supplied my need. So I refrained and I will refrain from burdening you in any way. As the truth of Christ is in me, this boasting of mine will not be silenced in the regions of Achaia. And why? Because I do not love you. God knows that I do. And what I am doing, I will continue to do in order to undermine the claim of those who would like to claim that in their boasted mission, that they work on the same terms that we do for such men. The so-called super apostles are false apostles, deceitful workmen, disguising themselves as apostles of Christ. Rob Hotchkin and Katie Sousa, they are false Christians. They are wolves in sheep's clothing, disguising themselves as Christian ministers in order to deceive you. No wonder even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it's no surprise if his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness their end will correspond to their deeds. And that is an allusion to the doctrine of hell. So I repeat, let no one think of, uh, think of me foolish, but even if you do accept me as a fool, so that I too may boast a little. What I'm saying with this bo- f- boastful confidence, I say not as the Lord would, but I'm saying this as a fool. So what he's going to do here is Paul's now going to speak way more highly of himself than he ought in order to make a point. And he's going to remind them by doing this, he is acting foolishly in order to make a point, right? So what I'm saying with this boastful, boastful confidence, I say not as the Lord would, but I'm saying this as a fool. Since many boast according to the flesh, I too will boast. For you will gladly bear with fools being wise yourselves. For you bear it if someone makes slaves of you or devours you, or takes advantage of you, or puts on airs, or strikes you in the face. This is exactly what the so-called super apostles were doing to the Christians at the Church of Corinth, and this is what Katie Sousa and Robert Hodgkins and others are doing today. To my shame, I must say, we were too weak for that, but whatever anyone else dares to boast of, while well, I'm speaking as a fool, reminder here, uh, I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? Well, so am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they offspring of Abraham? Well, so am I. Are they servants of Christ? I am a better one. And he says, I'm talking like a madman here. Pay attention. With far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, often near death. Five times I received at the hands of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. And he's not talking about you know having marijuana in Colorado. He's actually talking about being stoned to death, being rocked to death three times. Beaten with rods, once I was stoned, sorry, once I was stoned, so one time he was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, a night and a day I was adrift at sea, on frequent journeys in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, dangers from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers." In toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, and cold and exposure, and apart from the other things, there's the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches, who is weak and I am not weak, who is made to fall and I am not indignant. So if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness." The God and father of the Lord Jesus, he who is blessed forever, knows that I am not lying. At Damascus, the governor under King Aratas was guarding the city of Damascus in order to seize me. But I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and I escaped his hands. That's all part of the context. Now we get to the next part. So I must go on boasting though there's nothing to be gained by it. I'll go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body. I don't know. God knows. You'll note this is not a text. That's a prescription. He's describing something that happened to him in the context of speaking foolishly in order to, pop the bubble of the so-called super apostles, right? I know a man who in 14 years ago was caught up to the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body. I don't know. God knows. And I know that this man was caught up into paradise, whether in the body or out of the body. I don't know. Now, didn't Katie Susan just say that, oh, we're supposed to be translated uh, body, soul and spirit, all, all of us into, you know, into forward in time or backwards in time. And this was a proof text. Paul doesn't even know what exactly was going on. He had some kind of a vision and he doesn't even know if he was in the body or out of the body. He doesn't know. God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter on behalf of this man, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast except of my own weaknesses, though if I should wish to boast, I would not be a fool for I would be speaking the truth, but I refrain from it so that no one may think more of me than he sees in me or hears from me. So to keep me from becoming conceited because of the surpassing greatness of the revelation, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to harass me, to keep me from becoming conceited. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. So you'll know, you now know the context of what Katie Sue says, supposedly using as a proof text for the so-called Christian time travel. Listen again.
2: Seeing. So I knew, and the the, the Bible talks about us going everything, not just in the spirit, but body, soul, spirit, the whole package going.
0: No, it doesn't talk about us doing that at all. Talked about the Apostle Paul doing that and he didn't even know if he was in the body or out of the body. And Paul
2: said in the body, he went into the third heaven, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, he said it twice. If Philip was transported, he was baptized in the Ethiopian eunuch right. and it says he completely disappeared right. and showed up in a town called Astos, so the whole package yep. went. You know, uh, the Apostle John did it too.
0: And that's not a, a <laughs> Philip is not an example of Christian time travel. It does, that, and nor is it is a, a prescriptive text that says because Philip got, you know, taken away in the spirit to a, a different town, that that means you and I can. No scripture says that.
1: Yeah, and you know, the, the idea, I've been transported in the spirit I've been yeah. translated in the spirit. Yeah. As you know, trans- right. for our audience. Transport in the spirit is what you're saying. Yeah, Body, soul, thing. spirit, the whole thing right. being physically moved from one right. place to another instantaneously. Mm-hmm. I've been translated in the spirit where I have gone and ministered in different regions in of the, the world in the spirit yes. while still being like in my own
0: what are you even talking? This sounds like like new age astral projection. There, yes. or it sometimes it will happen to me in worship and meetings yes. in one place. I'll be translating the spirit to You'd ministry. Carried away.
1: But what you've been getting from God is yeah. not only that's moving through space. Yeah, that's spirit, moving through space. It's God not, has been showing yeah. you this accessing the eternal realm for moving through time. And Both. what was yes. interesting, you shared about this when we were down doing the shows for God TV in Orlando, you shared about this and I was watching your episode. And right. while I was watching the episode, I was in the back with um, Tony Campbell.
0: Yeah, that's right. She's taught this false doctrine that she's cooked up herself in her spiritual crystal meth lab. She's spread this false doctrine on God TV.
1: And we were praying for you as you were doing yeah. the show. And I was watching the one camera. It was like this. It was a three-camera setup. Yeah. And I could see through the camera monitor you. And while you were sharing on this, the only language I have for it is I was watching you phase. And it was so like good. this overlap of images of you. And at first I thought it was so a glitch good. on the camera.
0: Kind of like Samara? that's a sign she's a demon or she's possessed by a demon dude
1: right but I'm watching the cameraman and it wasn't and then after so the show was done I
0: asked him about it. he said I didn't see anything
1: like yeah that. and when I asked the Lord about it he said no I was showing you that what she's teaching is true right and the, the phasing was like past present future all, all overlapping, in the now all in the now all in the
0: now so, so there's proof that this is true because Jesus talked to him told him that when when uh, Katie Sousa looked like Samara that uh, that that was proof that the past, present, future were all just squishing together in the now. Uh Uh-huh.
1: What I want you to do is share a little bit with everybody because I think as Christians, we're getting used to the idea of transport and translation in the spirit in space.
0: (laughs) As Christians, we're getting used to the idea of transport and translation in the spirit in space. What are you talking about? No one's getting used to these ideas because no one's doing it. This is not a Christian practice, nor is this some kind of an activation that we can somehow be activated into. This is all lies and poppycock. Right. But this is a whole new thing about moving through time. Yeah, this is a really. Whole new thing. They just admitted it. They've gone beyond the scripture. They're not staying in bounds with what is written. They're way beyond the scripture. If it's a new doctrine, it's untrue. Good point. I just want
2: to count on that for just yeah. a second more. Uh, wow, that was a really good point because not uh, nobody else has brought that up. Yes, we have been translating and transporting, you know, through space, but we were staying in this now-moment realm. Right. So this is different because it's traveling through space and time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's really important for us to know because space and time are totally tied together. Yes. Okay, I mean, think about it. Even you know We live in three dimensions of space, height, depth, width, or coordinates, la- longitude, right. latitude, right. altitude, right. but we all...
0: Yeah, now she's using all of the polysyllabic words that she knows. She's now probably run out because I don't think she's capable of any further polysyllabic wording. Also live
2: in time. Like if you want to find the location of a plane as it's flying over, you need to know the coordinates. The longitude, the latitude, and the altitude. Where it was going to be in space, Mm -hmm. okay, the location. But in order to find the plane, you'd have to actually know what time it was going to be there, those coordinates. And that's how it is with when we go back in time and even forward in time. When we go back in time, we...
0: Uh, That's what it's like when we go back in time and forward in time. Where in scripture does it say we go back in time? No biblical text says this. We go
2: back to where a problem came upon our bloodline. And so when we travel, okay. we actually go to the location that problem came on. Like, let's say a cancer first came in your bloodline, you know, 50 years ago on your mother who, you know, lived in a toxic region or okay. something, yeah. you know. Uh, where-
0: okay, let's just go with the analogy here. All right. So my mom. She doesn't have cancer, but for the sake of argument, we'll pretend that she does. And she got that cancer because of exposure to toxic elements 50 years ago uh, in, uh, you know, at an Air Force base in Europe because she was uh, an Air Force brat, okay? All right, um, so I travel back in time, and I travel back in time 50 years to the place where my mom was initially exposed to the, these toxic elements, what am I supposed to do, okay? Just cause I've arrived there, you know, and it, it, all that's accomplished is now, now I'm exposed to those toxic elements that that then also resulted in my mom getting cancer, which means 50 years from now, if I'm still breathing, I'm probably gonna get cancer too. <laughs> you know, am I showing up in the past in a hazmat suit in order to get rid of the toxic elements that, that my mother was exposed to that gave her cancer? This is absurd. Where a spill was or something of okay, like chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so it actually
2: happened to her at a specific time and at a specific place, right. a location right. in space. So when we go traveling through time and space, we don't we don't just go back to the you know it happened 50 years ago, so 19, whatever, you know, 60 to whatever it was, right? We don't just go back to that time, that okay. date, right we actually go back to the location where it first came upon us. Because time and space are intricately tied together.
0: Right, so you got you made your point. <laughs> But again, where does the Bible teach this? And what am I supposed to do when I get back in time in order to prevent my mom from having cancer? You can't have one without the other. They were
1: created at the same time. In Genesis 1, (sighs) verses 1 through 25, we see God bringing forth
0: time and space. That's correct. In Genesis 1, God does create time and space. Elohim In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. In the beginning, the beginning is now the beginning of time. Created the heavens and the earth is space. Got it. Okay, I'm not, that, that, absolutely, Genesis 1 is teaching the creation of time and space. This doesn't mean that you can travel backwards in time or that you even need to. One
1: of the things as Christians we need to get our head around is that time and space is a created substance. It is. God creates it in Genesis 1. Now it's, it's not that. A substance? That time and space don't exist. They do exist. Yes. But they're a created substance, like a bubble inside the eternal realm. Right. And the well, way God dumbs it down for me is once again the eternal realm is His realm, the realm of I am, which is always present tense. So time and space exist as a bubble within the eternal realm of constant present tense. So okay, we, that's can really access, we can like access. We can access because yeah. for God, He's not the great I was or the great I will be. He's the great I am. Uh, yes. So He, but He created time and space. Right. He invades-
0: uh, uh, more, more fast talking poppycock here. In order to bamboozle those who don't know their Bibles and basically say, well, I guess this biblically checks out. He, he referenced Genesis 1. Yeah. So what? Where in Genesis 1 does it say that you and I can travel backwards in time or that we even need to?
1: It's time and space. Right. But we don't have to experience time and space in three
0: dimensions of past, present, future. Yeah,
2: right. So that's important to realize. So like, let me share the scripture because it, it, it proves our point, yes, right? Good, okay. Yeah. So it's
0: Hebrew All right, so she's going to prove this from Hebrews. Hebrews
2: 1, and I'm reading from the Amplified Classic. That's important
0: for people to know. Hebrews 1 from the Amplified Classic. What exactly are you proving again here? But in these
2: last days, God has spoken to us in the person of his Son.
0: All right, let's... Hebrews 1. Great text, by the way. Hebrews 1. Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom he also created the world. Uh, and, and here's the thing, uh, it, the, world, the word for world is ionos. Um, yeah, that's a, 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 the age or eternity. Or, uh, it's, it's a little more than the planet itself. Um, He created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. Okay, so we've taken a look at the text from the ESV, but she's reading the Amplified Classic. Oh, okay, because you know why? Because she's looking for a a biblical text to make it easier to twist and smuggle in her time-traveling doctrine into all right, here we go. Who he
2: appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds, the reaches of space and the ages of time. Wow. He made-
0: right. The ionos here definitely has that implication. It's not merely the planet, um, but also the ages and reaches of space and everything. Yes, I, th- I think that the Amplified is doing a fine job of making it clear that Ionos is a little bit more than what you would expect. But all that being said all that proves is that Genesis one is correct. And you got another cross reference to Genesis one that God created time and space. That doesn't mean you can travel backwards in time.
2: Made, produced, built, operated, and arranged them in order. So see, even here, yeah. I mean, physicists call space and time, space time. Yeah. Because they know you can't have one without the other. Right. Okay. But even here, this proves it because Jesus made what the quote reaches of space and the ages of time. And he
0: yes. produced and he
2: built them and he operated them in order. Now,
0: That doesn't prove that you can go backwards in time. Uh, We're here in this realm right now.
2: This is the temporal realm. It's the now moment, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, in this realm, without the help of the Spirit and our empowerment from Christ, we can only be in this now moment. We can't travel back in time. Right. Okay, and we can't jump forward in time because in this temporal realm, time is always moving forward, but it's moving forward at a steady pace. So it's not like without any supernatural help, we can jump forward five years, ten years in time. We can't do it. Okay, no, but because Jesus made the reaches of space and the ages of time, those are all, like you said, you describe it as a bubble. It's similar to what my experience is, that eternity actually doesn't just mean forever. Right. Eternity contains the now moment, but it also contains all the reaches of space and the ages of time. Meaning when you can access the eternal realm, you let's say you had something come up in your family.
0: So when you can access the eternal realm, where in the Bible, just give me a clear passage, that explains how I go about accessing the eternal realm? Just one clear text would help. They haven't got any.
2: Line that started 500 years ago in Paris. Right. You could actually, if you can, if you access the eternal realm, you can actually travel back yeah. 500 years, time, 500 years, and... All-
0: no text says this. Also space to Paris.
2: Because right. all the reaches of space and the ages of time are contained in eternity.
0: And we are that's not what Hebrews 1 said. You just literally made that up.
1: Wow. As you said, we you and I are seated in the here is the rise yeah. videos right here right now in space and time. Yeah. But scripture tells us we're also right now seated, seated in, in, in yeah, yeah, yeah. places. So, what does that mean? We are inside of space and time, but we are also outside of space and time <laughs> in the eternal realm. So, as we talk about this and I know this is a bit of a head stretcher, but you're going to see it's not just esoteric knowledge to make us feel all Christian mystical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be an incredibly
0: practical application that incredible Practical application. Nonsense. There is no practical application of Christian time travel. It's not real. It's a completely made up thing. It's not even biblical. It's like you guys are smoking peyote or something. And then you're taking your trips and like, whoo, yeah, Christian time travel. Yay. Yeah, what you need to do is check yourself into a drug rehab center.
1: Unlocks miracles in your life from this. So we're not talking about we travel in time by, like, projecting our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. no. We're traveling in time by connecting to the eternal realm that we're connected to through Christ. And in the eternal realm, there is, and that's what God was getting to me in the hotel room.
0: You're, You're connecting to the eternal realm, and that's how you're time traveling. This is nonsense.
1: No, I need you to understand. In me, it's not at the beginning and at the end. In me, it's beginning and the end all at once. So all of time right. is available to him all in the present tense.
2: Yeah, he's the, the Alpha and Omega, beginning yes. and end, the, the first, the last. I mean, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because he created the quote, reaches of space and ages of time. And he lives in us. Right. That means we have access yes. at any time through to him, any reach of space. Exactly. Or any
0: age of time because of Christ in us,
2: the hope of glory.
1: And we were talking in the Red Room beforehand, as you said. And Jesus actually models this to us. in
0: This is where we're going to really demonstrate these people are deceitful katie Sousa is a flat-out liar by the way i teach greek i have a degree in biblical languages and what she's about to say is just absolutely preposterous he does. There was a
1: scripture you were talking about where he ministers. It was the man with the the crippled hand, right? Yes,
2: the man with the withered hand. I'm trying to. I think it's uh, Mark three, but I definitely want to look at it because uh, I don't want us to just guess. Right. So let's let's find it here. Okay. So.
0: Uh, yeah, it's it's in Mark three. Um, here it is. So this this is going to be Jesus modeling for us time travel. Watch this. This I mean, seriously, this is such bad magic that like a three year old kid would spot the sleight of hand. Is coming up on it.
1: So in Mark, right, and this is exciting because if Jesus models it to us, yeah, that not only shows that it's possible, but then he also says to us that we're to do the works that he it did. It says,
0: and, and we can- <laughs> <laughs> see if Jesus modeled for us uh, Christian time travel, and it says that we're going to do the works that he did in greater works. That means we can Christian time travel. Unbelievable, absolutely absurd. Yeah, it says in Second Thessalonians that in the end of days, God's going to send a great delusion. I think this is proof that the great delusion is here now. Buckle up. Things are going to get really bad on planet Earth.
2: You can prove, too, that he, we actually are invited to do the same thing. Right. So it is Mark 3, and I'm right. going to start at verse 1. And it's basically, it talks about Jesus going to the synagogue, and there was a man there with a withered hand. And, and in the Amplified Classic, it says that it was as a result of an accident or a disease. Okay. See, that's really important to note, to note, because that means that there was a, a, a time that that accident right. or disease happened, and a, a location in space that it happened.
0: Yes. I don't know where it was for this All right, let's take a look at the text, because she keeps referencing the so-called um, Amplified Classic. So here's, here's the account. Again, Jesus, Jesus is the he here. He entered the synagogue and a man was there with a withered hand. And they watched Jesus to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man with the withered hand, come here. And he said to them, it is not, is it, is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, and grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. Did you see the uh, time travel bit there? There is no time travel bit here, okay? It's not there, not even in the Greek. But watch what they do. This is a fact, right?
2: but somewhere in time and, and in space, in the past, he had an accident or disease
0: right.
1: come upon right, him. Exactly. Okay, so then it says... So there's a marker inside of time of where a, this right. got in.
2: And Jesus has given us a GPS to find right. it, right? Okay. So.
0: Really, so, okay, it doesn't explain the circumstances of why this guy has a shriveled hand, but you're right, that would be in time and space. So it could have been a congenital defect while he was in utero, being de- developing in his mother's womb, that's one possibility. It could be a result as of a construction accident, or maybe somebody poured acid on him. We don't know the circumstances, but definitely this is going to occur. Some, something's going to go wrong in time and space, for sure. But where does Jesus give us the GPS coordinates that make it clear that we can go back in time and fix the problem in the past? you know, and then therefore have it manifest as whole in the, in the present, this, this, that's not there.
2: So the long and the short of this is that Jesus tells that man to stand up, right? And then he says this, he says, stretch forth thine hand. Right. And he says, when the man stretched it forth, it was completely restored. Yes. Okay. Now, when you look at the language there, just to play,
1: just to talk this through and to help the audience, that sounds to me like Jesus shows up, does what Jesus does. He sees an issue. He deals with the issue. He says, be healed. The man's healed. But that all sounds to me like it's happening in the present, but. Yep. There's something <laughs> inside right, of scripture right. that God showed you that actually shows, yes, it's happening in the present space and time, but in the eternal realm, it's happening through yep. a type of time travel.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so where in the text does it show that in the eternal realm that uh, this was taking place via time travel? Now, w- w- note, the, note the body language of Katie Sousa at this point. You know, I would love to get a body language expert because I think her body language shows that she knows she's lying. Watch
1: what happens. Watch It this. actually shows, yes, it's happening in the present in space and time, but in the eternal realm it's happening through yeah. a type of time
0: travel.
2: Absolutely. And see, so that's why we have to, you know, be a brand and study, yes. so we can find out these things.
0: So I began to look at this. She keeps touching her hair. You yeah. know, just saying.
2: That's because God led me to the scripture. And the word stretch forth there is actually the Greek word ektano, ektano. Okay. You know, part of that word is ek. And the word ek, if you look it up in the Strong's, you can simply do...
0: Okay. Now, l- let me, let me show this to you so you can see what's going on here. Stretch out your hand, okay? Lego to anthropo. Jesus said to the man, okay, ectanon. Ectanon ten kera. Alright, so ectanon is the verb, and its lexical form is ectano. Alright. And let's take a look at what it means. And I have to make this a little bit bigger because older eyes. Alright, ectano to cause an object to extend to its full length in space, to stretch out, okay? Now, it is true that this Greek word, ectano is constructed using two Greek words, ek for out of, or, and then uh, tain, uh, "tano." Uh, tano uh, tainon, sorry, taino, uh, t- you know, t- t- that's the second half of this. So in Greek, you take the two words, you stick them together, and they create their own new word. Here's the thing. What she's just done here, she's identified the correct word, ek, She's broken it back up into its two composite words, ek and tainon, and now she's focusing on the word ek. But the word ek is not the word being used here. The word being used is ekteno. That being the case, referencing the ek, the out of, is not a proper way of working with the biblical language or working with greek at all so again when this word appears it means to cause an object to extend to its full length in space or to stretch out to extend in time beyond normal expectation to draw out at length that's what ectano means breaking it up into its composite parts doesn't change the definition of the word ectano. She's just engaging in a fast one. It's, it's a sleight of hand. So watch again what she does here. Be a
2: brand and study, so we can find out these things. So I began to look at this because God led me to the scripture and the word stretch forth there is actually the Greek word ectano, ectano. Okay, Okay, now part of that word is ek, and the word ek, if you look
0: at- Part of that word is ek. The word itself is ectano.
2: In the Strong's you can simply do that. It it denotes origin. It denotes the time, the place and the cause
0: one of the definitions of "ek" does have to do with origin. Okay, let me let me explain here, but that's totally besides the point. So I, I, let me I'm opening this up and I'm going back into my uh, lexicon here. Here's the here's the the word "ek," and let's put this away. So "ek," it's it goes in front of. Words, But by itself, it could be a marker denoting separation from, out of, or away from. That's one possible definition of ek. Scrolling down, there's another possible definition of ek. Marker denoting the direction from which something comes. Okay. Marker denoting origin, cause, motive, reason, from. That's another possibility, but that's for the word ek. The word in question is not ek. The word in question is ectano. And let's see if there's more options here for the definition of ek. Um, You'll note that there's there's subcategories to the definitions. There's a lot of definitions as it relates. Marker denoting temporal sequence. And you'll note that the word can't mean all of these things at once, but it's completely immaterial that ek means those things because the word in question isn't ek the word in question is ekteno she doesn't know greek she's never studied it She's not interested in. She's just done some study and, and, you know, she's looked up things in Strong's Concordance and drawn her own conclusions. Well, because one of the possible definitions of the word ek, which is found in the word ectano, talks about the origins of something. Therefore, that proves that when Jesus told the man to stretch out your hand, that that means that he was going back in time dealing with when that fellow uh, first initially had the problem that led to his stretching uh, his hand shriveling up baloney. That is just flat out flim-flam. This woman doesn't know her biblical languages at all. An event
2: all. springed out of. So when Jesus said, stretch out thy hand, Jesus is going back to the time the hand got yes. withered.
0: No, he wasn't. He was just telling the guy to stretch out your hand. The
2: place or the location in yes. space it got withered. And
0: No, he didn't. Jesus did engage in time travel here. You totally made that up. And it's proof provable by your miserable understanding of Greek.
2: The cause, the accident or the disease, that made it get with her, and he healed it right at the root. There you go. See, this is normal for Jesus. Yes.
0: This is total eisegesis, and it's a flim-flam scam, and she's basically counting on nobody being able to fact-check her. Lady, I got a degree in biblical languages, and I teach Greek. You're lying.
2: Okay, normal for Jesus. Now, we see him doing that with sickness, but we also see him doing that with demonic manifestation.
0: Right. Now watch this. She's going to double down on this, but but we're going to catch her in a flat-out lie here in a second. How do you know
2: that, like you know, familiar spirits and and, right. and spirits of infirmity and demons come up on our life and our bloodline at a certain time yeah. in
1: the past at a certain location? And it might not have even been in our life, like you said. It could have been through our bloodline, our generations, those the, 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 our heritage. So Absolutely. how do we deal with that? Okay. In the now, if it didn't even happen in our lifetime, so we can't even say, well, I'm going to in my mind bring back that time from 20.
0: 20- you are aware that time travel is not a necessary component of being healed by Jesus, right? Or for a demon to be cast out. Jesus acted in the present that he was in and dealt definitively with the consequences of things done in the past. You'll note that Christ dies for our sins and releases us from the curse of the law. And by doing so, he's undone all of the works of the devil and forgiven you of all of your past sins. He isn't going back in time to make it as if you never committed them. Instead, he's forgiving and pardoning them.
1: Years ago in my yeah, life, yeah, you it, but we may yeah. not even know when it happened if it happened in our exactly. generation. Exactly. But, but but when we this, allows to be this
2: takes you right to the place without it's like you have an automatic GPS that it goes right to the place without you even needing to know exactly when it happened, That's and awesome. you don't need to guess. Okay, so this is in Luke 4, right? Okay. And so Jesus is now in the synagogue with this demonic force. It starts right. in verse 31. Okay, and he meets up a man who had an unclean spirit. And the spirit actually talks to Jesus, he says, I know who you are, you're the Holy One of God, right? Have you come to destroy us? And Jesus tells him to be quiet, and then he says this, he says, now he speaks to the spirit and he says, Come out
0: of the right. man. Right. Come right. out. Right.
2: Okay. Yeah. That those words, come out, are the exact same words as forth.'" Like
0: That's Ictano again? It's Ictano. Oh my God. No, it's not. Straight up lie. Check this out. So the quest, the text in question is in found in Luke four. And this will be our final point because I can't handle this woman another minute. Okay, so here's the account. So ah, what have you have to do with us? Jesus of Nazareth, have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. So this is the demon speaking. But Jesus rebuked him saying, be silent and come out of him. And the word for come out is not ectano, it's ex erkamai. That's the verb, ex erkamai, to move out or away from an area. <laughs> this woman doesn't know what she's talking about. Uh, details of uh, tells, it doesn't matter. Send your money to Katie Souza so that you can receive your time traveling activation the woman's a liar she's a menace she's still cooking crystal meth just the spiritual kind and unfortunately there's a lot of people who love this recipe oh because it just makes them feel so good but at the end of the day they're just being fed garbage that's killing them and lies that she's making a lot of money off of them from so hopefully you found this helpful if so All the information on how you can share our video is down below in the description. And I'd like to personally thank all of our crew members. It is you who make it possible for us to continue to bring fighting for the faith to you and to the world. If you would like to join our crew, all the information on how you can join our crew is also down below in the link. And again, thank you for those of you who have joined our crew. Uh, We cannot do what we're doing without you. So until next time, may God richly bless you in the grace and mercy won by Jesus Christ and his vicarious death on the cross for all of your sins. Amen.